Hello to all the Manchester United fans and welcome to a new episode of Red Devils in Paris podcast. It was a heartbreaking result at the Emirates. It ended Arsenal 3, Manchester United 1. I think Manchester United played quite well and if some of the decisions had gone our way, we could have come back with at least a point from this game. But in the end, in the game of fine margins, I think Arsenal won the big moments and they deserved the three points. I will be joined by my friend Adi in the next part of the podcast. We will review the game in details. We will also discuss the Jadon Sancho situation, the Champions League draw and the latest on the sale of the football club. So please keep listening. Hello mate, how are you? I'd say I'm doing better now a couple of days after the last uh, the last game I think I have had enough time to sort of digest uh, exactly what we've seen and the positives if any to take out of that game It's it's a sunny and bright day here in Paris but I guess not so much uh, in the red side of Manchester so yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's always gloomy Yeah it's always gloomy Yeah for me it it was not a good result on the road yet again and i think we we had an all right game you know there were some improvements from the last games uh but in the end i think going from the ecstasy of a 2-1 win in the 88th minute to a 3-1 loss in the end was quite disappointing uh so yeah that that was let's say my my emotions in the last 10 minutes of the game I I thought okay we pulled off a real good victory and in the end yeah quite disappointing to lose in the manner we did what are your views on the game I agree I I you know what I I I agree with that because I think we we played better uh I think for for at least the first 25 minutes and therefore and then in the second half as well uh I think we 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 execute we had a game plan uh against a more possession based team and i think we executed that game game plan uh pretty well uh and you know the moment uh ganacho scored that goal and when they were looking at var and you kind of knew what was going to happen the first thought that was in my mind was please don't concede a goal ah. like cuz you know you can see that that can happen with united it happened last season against the same team and that was the first thought that crossed my mind like just don't lose the game from here uh but of course uh you know that's what you get when you've got uh, i guess Harry Maguire and Johnny Evans your fourth and fifth choice center back uh against uh, against a uh, uh, team which is which is doing rather well now okay let, let's come to the goals you know the the first goal for me it was the repetition of the last year i think we conceded immediately after going forward and for me Eriksson lost his man at the edge of the box and uh, we felt to build on the momentum from the rashford goal then the second goal for me it was a disaster you cannot give rice that much space and time to get a clean shot at the near post and i i i i, I know it it was the fault of johnny evans but i still believe or i i still think onana could have done a better job there and uh, the third goal anyways by this time i think the game was already done so i don't know how do you see the three goals we conceded yeah i mean it, it just kind of shows because you know onana is going to give you a lot 
you know, especially from a building from the back uh, kind of situation. Uh, he's a he's a decent goalkeeper as well. He's a decent shot stopper. Uh, but you know, that's those you know the kind of goal that we conceded is the kind of goal that we we might see a few more of. I think if if you know, I, I hate to say this, but probably if De Gea was in goal, he probably would have saved that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then again, you know, on the flip side of that, you look at the fact that, you know, I think when Arsenal were probably building up to this game, they were probably thinking, all right, we're going to have like 60 to 70 percent possession. We're going to press United hard and we're going to win the wall back early, uh, you know, in their half. But now with Onana, you know, I think Arsenal quickly realized that if we press hard, he's just going to ping the ball, you know, those that 30, 40 meter passes, that's that's like he can do that with his eyes closed. Uh, so I think they're very soon they realize that they can't press like that. Uh, and that gives us sort of a new dimension uh, to the way uh, we play. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I agree. I agree. And and, and on, the, on, on Declan Rice's goal as well, I think, we could have defended so much better. I think that's that's another one where, you know, Onana should have sort of seen it coming. Like, you should have anticipated where the ball's going to fall who's, and, and, you know, where the, where the player's going to finish. And he shouldn't really allow a player to finish on the near post, but I guess that, that's, what it, that's, that's how it's going to be. So, not great. I don't think the goals are great, especially the ones that we conceded in injury time. It's, it's never ideal. And, you know, again, unfortunately, our run of perform against uh, the top 10 teams away from home continues. And, and I think, you know, Johnny Evans for the second goal, I know he was tussling with uh, Gabriel, if I'm not wrong. But with his experience, I, I think he should have judged, uh, you know, uh, the ball much better. And he should have tried to cover uh, Rice uh, taking a shot. So, kind of... Uh, Kind of disappointed, and I, I, I really do not want, you know, as much as I like Johnny Evans, for me, uh, it does not make sense uh, for Johnny Evans to play for Manchester United in such a big game, you know? I agree. I agree. I think I think he's 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 a good squad player, but these are not the games for him at the level he is at right now. These are just not the games for him. You know, I... I you you have him in the team more for influence mm-hmm. and I, I i get it as sort of a last resort uh but it shouldn't come to it uh in this kind of game exactly it needs to be managed it needs to be managed better and i know uh, after the game eric ten hag uh did mention about the referee uh from your point of view do you agree with him or do you think we are we were at the wrong end of the decisions or it was just Eric Ten Hag disappointment after the game? I think it, it was a lot to do with Eric Ten Hag's disappointment after the game because obviously in the 88 minutes it seems like you know we'd won the game and then suddenly to see your, your team sort of just collapse it wasn't I wouldn't say it was a collapse but to give away two goals you know in, in deep into injury time you know it's it's got to affect the manager uh, with with, with with the referee's decisions, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to go into it because I think these things happen in a game. You know, it, it's going to, they're either going to go for you or they're going to go against you. Whenever they go for you, you're happy. Whenever they go against you, you feel like, you know, you've been wrong. So I think we have to look more from our performance 
and what we could have done better and what we did which was better than the previous game rather than now you know think about you know the decisions that could have gone our way yeah that's that's how i look at it mm-hmm. uh and and uh let's say uh, the the type of game we played uh, on sunday what do you think about it like are you do you think we had uh, we had a plan uh, how we wanted to let's say counter arsenal or do you think we were too much let's say uh, we, we had a lot of possession of the ball but we did not do uh, much with it you know we were we, we did not attack much and we were li- like let's say we were trying to uh, you know play on the counter attack do you think it was the right approach or we should have you know played a bit more attacking football i mean if if you look at it the first 25 minutes we were in a lot of control yeah we we didn't do much with the ball in the final third but you know to go to a place like the emirates against mm-hmm. a team like arsenal which dominate possession the fact that we were able to keep the ball so much and have majority of the possession i think that's a big positive that's not how we play that's not you know how we've played over the last uh eight or ten years uh so that that was definitely good to see uh i think we need to start maturing in terms of using the capabilities of certain players that we have in the team i.e uh onana better mm-hmm. uh, i think we need to mature more uh uh with with, with certain players uh but yeah i think i think we executed uh the game plan I think it was definitely that that was definitely the game plan. I think we executed it really well until uh you know stoppage time unfortunately. Uh and it seems like you know we we do have that weaker underbelly towards the end of the game end of games against certain teams uh where we just can't we just can't close the game. Uh it's either going to be you know we we're, we're going to win or you know we end up losing. uh like it was uh in the game on the weekend uh so hopefully we can learn from that and what do we do uh to win a game against top 6 opposition away from home i think we just have to be more solid uh all around uh, you know th- th- these last minute goals just cannot go in uh i think we've seen it a couple of times now so we need to focus on the end of game strategies as well and that's something that ten hag needs to look at uh because this can't happen time and time again there're going to be a lot of big games where you know it should be us on the other end where we are trying to win those games towards the end uh, end of the match rather than you know just just holding off and hoping that we don't concede and that seems to happen a lot i think whenever we're in a game and it's a 1-1 or 2-2 or nil-nil and especially against a top 10 team was the last 15 20 minutes of the game you're just hoping that we don't concede that's not how united play uh you know in sir alex ferguson's time if that was the score in the last 10 15 minutes you really feel like we're going to go and win it you know but i don't think that's the feeling right now uh with what the team's been uh, how the team's been performing and i think that's something that we need to we need to really work on uh so that's that's one thing i think more control uh in 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 the defense as well as the midfield areas uh and i think uh the hope is that you know when when everyone's fit when we've got luke shaw varan uh martinez and uh, when amrabat's in as well 
I think we'll be a much more balanced team. Uh, the other thing uh, which I found really positive was Hoyland. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. sure we'll talk about that later. But I think in those 20, 25 minutes that he was there on the pitch, it was clear to see uh, he, he gave us a different dimension. You know, watching him in a United jersey, it was it was as if I've seen United play without a centre forward for the last ten years. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah. It was very much, he gave, he gave you very much like a Rooney or a Van Persie vibe. I mean, I know we've had some good center forwards, uh, in the, in the last couple of years with, you know, like Ibrahimovic and Cavani, but none of them are like, are like Hoyland in the, in terms of their physicality, mm-hmm. in terms of them running and holding up the play. Uh, and you know, it was, it was really good to see. I, I think as the focus should be to keep Hoyland fit. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully he can score a few goals early just to get that added confidence. Yeah. Uh, but he seems to be a proper Premier League striker. I I, I agree with you. And for me, uh, Hoyland, um, I I see his uh, uh, let's say the way he holds the ball, brings the other players into play. Uh, that's that's going to be quite uh, positive for United, and maybe it will help. Let's say uh, Bruno score some more goals. You know. And uh, and as you said, yes, if Hoyland can get around 15 to 20 goals uh, in this season, it would be like a cherry on the top. And uh, Absolutely. Apart, apart from Hoyland, uh, any other positives from United? For me, I think Rashford was good and and both the uh, full-backs were good for me. Both Wan-Bissaka and Dalo, I think they had a good game. Agreed. I think Rashford was really good, and I think the law probably had his best game as a left back. Uh, so yeah, definitely our fullbacks were good. I think we held position well. Uh, I think you can see the capabilities that Onana has from the back. Uh, so I, I, you know, I was very disappointed on the day, obviously when we lost the game. Uh, but you know, having had a few days now to sort of digest the performance as a whole rather than just the result, mm-hmm. uh, I. I think I, I still feel there is light at the end of the tunnel. So I think just like last season, you know, we've we've had a slow start, we've had a sluggish start. Uh, I don't know if that's because of the you know the, maybe just the number of uh, preseason games that we play, the amount the players have to travel, uh, they don't really get that time off. Uh, maybe that's something that you know the club needs to look at. Obviously, from a commercial point of view, you can't really say. Uh, but I think I think. You know, I think the international breaks come at the right time. Right. Uh, I think, obviously, we could have got another player in defence uh, uh, as well. But I, I think we have a more balanced team now. Uh, hopefully, you know, Rugilon as well can add a little bit of quality, at least to uh, Luke Shaw and uh, uh, Luke Shaw's away uh, and Malassia as well. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I, like I said, I'm, I'm definitely disappointed with the result. Uh, but I am a little bit more, uh, happy with the performance, uh, having had enough time to think about it. Yeah. A lot of, let's say a lot of things to look forward to after the international break. And I am positive as well. I'm hopeful that we would be able to turn this season around like last time. So yeah, let, let's see how it goes. Now uh, coming to uh, Jaden's uh, Sancho saga. So Ten Hag man- mentioned that Sancho wasn't selected due to his training form 
and then Sancho decided to publicly refute his manager. Uh, for me, I don't see this how it ends well for Jaden Sancho. Uh, you you may not agree with your manager; it is okay, but you can you can approach your manager in the training ground. You can clear, uh, you know, uh, whatever misunderstanding you have with him. But please do not uh, put a statement like this publicly, where you are basically calling your manager a liar. So I don't I don't see how uh, Jadon Sancho comes back for this from this and plays for Manchester United again. Well, you know that's 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 how it is these days. That's that's the modern day footballer. Uh, I mean, to be honest, uh, if you've seen the interview that Ten Hag gave. I don't think he said anything wrong. Yeah. He was asked a, a clear question as to why Sancho is not in the squad. The answer to which was, he hasn't trained as well as the others and hence he's not in the squad. So he's not called out Jaden Sancho At in all. any way or form. He, he's been asked a question point blank and he's given the answer to that. Exactly. Uh, and and you know he's he's not hung Jaden Sancho out to dry like maybe Mourinho did to Shaw. Mm -hmm. So I think footballers these days need to have a little more tough skin on them. And you know the 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 response that you know this kind of interview from a manager that that a player should be giving is okay. Then I'll show you in training how good I am. Exactly. But the fact of the matter is the fact of the matter is. We haven't seen anything from Jaden Sancho in the last two years. I mean, I know United fans keep saying that, you know, there's definitely a player in there. And he's going to come good, but I'm not sure what it is. But I have not seen any confidence in Jaden Sancho in the last two seasons uh, from day one. And I, I think Eric Ten Hag's done everything for him. Uh, you know, he's, he, last season he gave him a few months off to sort of get his head together, to train, uh on his own. So he's given James Sancho every opportunity to show uh, that he deserves to be in this team. Uh, and on the back of that, uh, I think he's not justified uh, Ten Hag's, uh, he's not justified Ten Hag's de demands. Uh, will he play, f will, you know, will this be the end of Jaden Sancho at United? I think not. Uh, I think that's a lot to do with the fact that we don't really have the capabilities on the right side uh, of our midfield. Uh, you know, we only have Anthony, who again isn't really performing uh, that great. Uh, and I think in the end, he, he'll probably get fined a few weeks pay and they'll sort of resolve it at the back. And suddenly you'll see a picture of, uh, you know, Jaden Sancho all smiles in training with Eric Ten Hag. So I definitely don't think it's the end of Jaden Sancho at Manchester United. Uh, but having said that, you know his days definitely could be numbered. Okay. A, you know it really it really depends on performances for me. And 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 I think uh, that's how it should be, you know. So uh, if he does not perform for me, he needs to. We need to move him on because, uh, as you said, we have persisted with him because we we always think there is a player in Jaden Sancho, but for me, he has not fulfilled the promise which we saw uh, at Borussia Dortmund. Okay, uh, now to the Champions League draw. So we are drawn in the group along uh, with Bayern Munich, Galatasaray and Copenhagen. Realistically, what do you think about our chances? 
But to be honest, uh, by no means is this an easy, easy group. I mean, Bayern Munich obviously uh, is going to be the return of Harry Kane uh, for the first time in the in the against an English club. Uh, so that that should definitely a good game, be a good game. But at the same time, Galatasaray this season have a very, very good teams. Uh, you know, the sign players like Icardi and Mertens and. Uh, Angelino, so so they've got some real quality in that side. So it's 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 definitely not going to be uh, easy. an easy group stage mm-hmm. for us. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, if 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 you can't make it out of this group uh, I- I- into the knockout stages, then quite frankly, you don't deserve to be in the Champions, Champions League. League. Uh, so it's definitely a tough group. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I I think we should definitely qualify out of it. Uh, yeah, I, I I think we will qualify second. So let's let's see how it goes. I just hope that we hit the form at the right uh, let's say moment. And uh, yes, it will it will be a for me it will be a disaster if we cannot get out of this group. Okay. Uh, lastly, about the club ownership, for me there is disappointing news from the Glazers. Uh, the reports in the media says that the Glazers want to uh, not the, not sell the club anymore and they want to stick with the football club until 2025. For me, it will be a travesty for the football club and the fans. But then we all know Glazers have a thick skin and they really do not care about the fans. So quite all in all, for me, if this is true, this is a disappointing news. Uh, what do you think about it? I think nothing is going to make the Glazers sell the club unless they want to. I think no amount of noise. I think it's pretty clear because United fans have been protesting for a long time. Uh, last season, uh, the protests went a bit overboard as well. Uh, but I, it's very disappointing news. It is very disappointing news uh, because it only means that till they're here, you know, this football club is not going to be run the way a proper football club, an elite football club, should be run. Uh, There's so many things that need to be changed, uh, that need to be upgraded, uh, that need to be refined, and that starts from the top. I mean, the fact of the matter, you know, that we still don't have a director of football just goes to show you uh, and how haphazard our, you know, transfer strategy is. To get, uh, you know, a player like Amrabat on loan, on the last day of the transfer window, I think that's absolutely despicable. He should have been in weeks ago, training during preseason, mm-hmm. and you know, embedded in the team mm-hmm. by now. And that all all that starts from the top. Uh, so I think very disappointing news for United fans. I'm not sure if there are any United fans out there who would be happy to uh, with the fact that you know the Glazers have decided not to sell the club, even though you know they they got an offer. Uh, as close as what they, you know, what, what their original demands were, uh, it's 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 very disappointing. It's very disappointing. Yeah, I I don't know what 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 to tell you. For me, yes, it's quite disappointing that uh, they decide not to sell the club. Anyways, uh, coming to some good news. Uh, how do you see the signing of Amrabat? I think it's it's definitely a positive signing. Uh, it's definitely something that we needed. 
you know, earlier, you know, we, we were we were talking about Amrabat being more of a backup for Casemiro. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the more I look at it, I think Casemiro and Amrabat have to start together. Uh, and it's Amrabat and uh, Ericsson, really. It's it's. I think Amrabat can probably fill the gap for both Ericsson and Casemiro. Uh, but I think Amrabat and Casemiro on the pitch is going to give us a lot of balance because Amrabat can, just like Casemiro, can play play the ball uh, up front. He's good at winning uh, the ball back. Uh, his stats in Serie A are really good. Probably the best midfielder in, in, in the last World Cup as well. Uh, so very, I, I think it's definitely a positive uh, signing for us. It's clear to see that uh, you know the manager doesn't uh, really trust uh, Scott McTominay. I can't believe that we couldn't get rid of uh, you know Donny Van der Beek. Uh, he's basically just going to sit on the bench for another year. Hopefully, we can offload at least one of these players to Saudi Arabia. I'm hearing that uh, you know they might be in uh, for Donny Van der Beek. Whether he'll go or not, uh, mm-hmm. you can't say, but. Uh, I think Amrabat is definitely uh, a positive signing. I think the player who's going to lose out the most uh, from his signing is probably going to be Mason Mount. Uh, I hope he doesn't become uh, uh, just another squad player because that's another that's an expensive squad player to have uh, in your team. I think Amrabat's signing gave us more uh, more options, you know, uh, because uh, we could even play uh, Casemiro, Amrabat. Then we could play Mount uh, as as like a ten and Bruno on the right, or even you can play a diamond and uh, play Rashford and Hoyland uh, two up front. So for me, I think Amrabat gives us a lot of flexibility uh, how we want to approach uh, different games. You know, against some big big teams, we can tweak and we can have two sitting midfielders and. Uh, against the teams like, uh, you know, uh, the lesser teams, with all due respect. Against them, I think we could uh, play uh, Amrabat uh, as a more advanced position, like like Ericsson. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He definitely gives us uh, a lot more... Uh, definitely gives us a lot more options uh, in midfield. Uh, I think he can he can play with a combination of any of our existing midfielders, which is which is great. Uh, I think he he would do well even in a two man midfield. Uh, so he definitely gives us something that none of the other players in our squad does, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I I think that's the biggest positive. Uh, hopefully, uh, because I've been reading today that you know. Uh, he had a slight back injury in the uh, you know when United were doing his medical, so hopefully he'll be fit by the end of the international break. Uh, same goes for Hoyland, and you know we can we can see them start soon. Yes, I, I cannot wait for the international break to be over. Anyways, mate, thanks a lot again for joining on this podcast, and uh, I hope to see uh, speak to you soon after the international break. Always a pleasure, mate. Uh, Thanks again uh, and good luck to United. Good luck to United. Ciao. See you later. Thank you everyone for listening to this podcast. Please do leave your comment and feedback on the podcast. That will help us improve in the next days. Until then, keep loving the game.